Have you ever wondered why? When you start to lose weight or you start a platform or you start doing something to better your overall lifestyle, that you do good for a little while and then pop, a wall called life pops up and then smacks you right in the face and puts you back at square one. Today's episode of Empower Hour, we're going to be going into uh, the scientific breakdown for as to why this happens while tying in today's next law, which is known as the law of Pito. And it starts right now. (laughs) Welcome to Empower Hour, the one place that you can always count on to get your mind right so you can get your body right so that you can see, have, be, and ultimately receive your grand fitness transformation. Or if you're working on other areas in your life, Whatever transformation that looks like, whether it be finance, fitness, relational, whatever it may be, you always going to get it right here at Empower Hour. That's really never an hour long. My name's Jared Hines, and I am your host, so if this is your very first time, I'd like to welcome you to these crazy, wacky, wild episodes. If you are coming back because you want some more juicy information for how you can not only just dive in and lose the weight that you want to lose, but you can actually have scientific means and a solid backing and foundation for as to how you are going to lose it, but most importantly, keep the dang thing off. So grab your pens, grab your papers, unless, of course, you're driving and listening to this, then, of course, pull over and take some dang notes. No, (laughs) or maybe you do. I don't know. But anyways, we're going to get into today's law. And so if you do have a pen and paper, go ahead and write down the law of Pito capital P, period, capital T, period, capital O, period, capital E, period, not Puto. Yeah, what'd you learn today? Well, I learned the law of Puto. Pluto? No, Puto. You know, that Spanish word. No. No, you didn't. (laughs) So, I'm done with the jokes, man. Okay, maybe I'm not. But we're going to dive right into the law of Puto. This stands for the law of perpetual, write this down, transmutation of energy. Now, Coach Jay, what on earth is the law of perpetual transmutation of energy? Well, I'm glad you asked. Now, before I dive into what the definition of this specific law is, I'm going to caution you right now that I am going to be tying in together a lot of the previous laws. So it is definitely recommended that once you finish this episode, you go and listen to the other ones that I mentioned in this episode. Shoot, go and listen to all of them and listen to them over and over and over again. Commit them to memory and then you'll be able to pinpoint out just tiny little things that you didn't even think made an impact in your fitness transformation. You're gonna be able to see them. You're gonna be able to call them out. You're gonna be able to shine and expose the light right to it and make it so it doesn't hold you back anymore. That's exciting, right? Why, yes, Coach Jay, that is uh, very, very exciting. Do you have to talk like that? Talk like what? Uh... But this law states that all persons have within them the power to change the conditions of their lives. Higher vibrations consume and transform lower ones. Thus, each of us can change the energies in our lives by understanding the universal laws and applying the principles in such a way to affect change. To affect change. Got it. 
Now, because this is your fitness transformation we're talking about here, like this is something that is freaking important. This is something that is to be taken seriously. It is not to be taken lightly. As if you don't take care of this damn thing, the damn thing being your body, you are going to die a lot faster than the next person standing next to you. Wow. Next person next to you. Um, Coach Day, that is not grammatically correct. All of this is about change. You are changing every single day. Now, here's the thing about change. Change gets induced in one of two ways. It either gets induced internally and radiates outwards, or it gets induced externally and then gravitates internally. As we went over in one of the previous episodes, that the law of correspondence, it states that as you see yourself on the inside, so your outside world is going to be. But the opposite is also true there. So your outside world is, if you let it have its gravitational pull on you, so your inside world will be. Well, the thing about the external environment is it is so shaped by everyone else's false beliefs, false assumptions, lies that did not make any sense at the time that maybe you and I heard them, but because they came from somebody that we idolized, somebody that was a role model to us, somebody that we respected, loved, and cared about, what then ends up happening? We have to assume that because this person either loves us or cares about us in a very certain way, they maybe feed us, they clothe us, etc., etc., that there is no way possible that this could be a lie. So then what happens? You then internalize an external belief or truth that was not true at all, that had no backing and no foundation, and it only got relayed onto you because it was relayed onto them by somebody else's paradigm, and the damn thing never got corrected. Now, if you take any statement, it could be anything. For the sake of this, we're just going to use, uh, let's say the sky is purple, right? So you take that statement, the sky is purple. And let's say you have mom, okay? And mom is telling you that, hey, son, hey, daughter, the sky is purple, isn't it lovely? And you're gonna say, wow, purple, that's lovely, that's lovely. And so every single time from now on, mom didn't even have to come outside and tell you that the sky is purple and that it's lovely. Every time you go outside and those conditions are the exact same, your brain's gonna pick up on it and because it assumes it as truth, knowingly or not, you'll say to yourself, wow, isn't that purple sky so beautiful? Coach Jay, I got news for you, buddy. The sky is not purple. (sighs) Now look at this, in the beginning, the mom wasn't doing anything wrong, okay? Well, at least to her, right? She was just sharing what was shared with her via a principle or something that maybe she read somewhere and she liked how it sounded. And so she's like, wow, I like how it sounds. I'm just gonna accept this as my truth. Now, let's fast forward a few years in that child's life and the child gets involved in school and different activities and now the child goes outside and says, wow, guys, isn't that sky beautiful? It's so purple and gorgeous and incredible. And just really fast, everyone stops. Everyone's like, huh? What are you talking about? Sky ain't purple, sky's blue. No, sky ain't, no, sky ain't freaking blue. 
It's purple, you idiot. Now, dissecting that, what is going on right now? There's tension that's being created because there is a disagreement, okay, against an absolute truth. And then you have an adopted belief that is perceived as a truth. Now, Coach Jay, uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but, uh... Dude, why do you keep talking like that? Talk like what? I was just uh, here to say that we're going to go and take a quick break to hear from the other version of you to talk about Anchor. So, hey, be right back. Now, back to the story. What on earth happened to that child after that discrepancy with those other kids? This child now has a mental dilemma going on because he or she just got presented with another external source of stimulus that ended up opposing that initial belief. However, there's a big, big, big challenge here. That child will not get over the fact, even if presented with the truth, that the sky is in fact blue, Then he or she ends up going home and tells who about what had just happened. They tell mom or dad or whoever told them that the sky was purple. And they say, mommy, daddy, I was at school today and I went and said how beautiful the sky was and how purple it was and how amazing it was. And all these other kids laughed at me. They made fun of me. They called me stupid. And all of them said it was this thing called blue, but We both know that it's not blue, it's purple. Isn't that right, mommy or daddy? The parent then responds, don't listen to those kids. They have no idea what they are talking about. Now, because that next statement is presented from the standpoint of a person who loves, because it is undoubtedly true that that person is displaying a kind of love. It may not be wholehearted love, but definitely is interpreted as a certain type of love due to actions that are displayed, such as, hey, I feed you, hey, I provide clothes, hey, I provide this, I provide that. That is a form of love, and that is how it is interpreted into the psyche of these adolescents. The next day, child goes back to school and hears again that the sky is not purple, but it is blue. However, now we have something a little bit more challenging to face. This next instance was said by somebody in a authoritative position, such as a teacher. So the teacher sits little you down and says, hey, the sky is not purple, it is blue. I am the teacher, I went to school for this, I have the credentials for this, I am correct when it comes to the study of whatever it is that they were studying. Now, of course, the teacher didn't say that, but due to the authoritative role, it is automatically assumed that, hey, this is the authority factor here. I am the lesser. I am to pay attention to this person who is explaining X to me. So now what on earth does this child think? This child thinks that, oh my gosh, is everyone around here stupid? Am I the only smart one here? Is this teacher stupid too? Child then goes home later that day and tells mommy or daddy, mommy or daddy. I was in class today. I said, hey, teacher, this guy is purple and the teacher said, no, it is blue and corrected me. Daddy or mommy, who's lying? You or the teacher? Now at this point, from the parent's standpoint, they are getting now a little annoyed 
due to the fact that they already explained whatever they're explaining to the child in this case that the sky is purple and not blue they get a little bit agitated possibly a little frustrated and through agitation and frustration that spikes other emotions opposite of love that the child is used to receiving and now in regard to this subject the child does not want to feel any anger any hostility anything along those lines no way jose they want to feel constant love constant peace constant acceptance from those who are displaying that love to them and or that they admire or role model, in this case, the child to the parent. Now let's say the parent acted out and said, damn it, I already told you. Those people are stupid. The sky is purple. Do not ever bring that to me again. I don't wanna hear anything else in regard to that subject or else. So that child plants that seed in that unconscious part of their mind and that seed grows and that seed now says in regard to anything that mom or dad says whoever gave them whatever belief or truth that may have been presented to never question the person who feeds you never question the person who gives you shelter never question the person who grants you the base necessities that we need to live so what does that child not do that child never questions again. Then that child goes to school wanting to be smart. But on every test, they know damn well. If I put down that the sky is blue and I bring that test home to mommy and daddy, I'm going to get my ass whooped. So then what ends up happening? Well, very simple. The years pass. That seed keeps growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. They get up to the higher levels of math science, etc., etc., just to get answers wrong, just to constantly always question themselves because they don't know what the heck is true. They don't know what's false. One person that absolutely loves them, who's giving them that thing that they crave and desire the absolute most, they're telling them one thing, and then they go to the place where it actually counts, and they're telling them something completely wrong. They're going and taking tests and failing all these tests. There's only so many F's that you can get before you start to believe that you stupid. Wow, Jay. That's very deep. Then what ends up happening from there? Well, you get told via grades in school, right? You get told on your homework assignments that you're getting F's and D's. F's and D's equal stupid. Everyone else getting A's and B's. I don't know why. What the heck's wrong with me? And then you grow up thinking something's wrong with you. And then the thinking that something is wrong with you turns into chronic eating. It turns into retraction and hindrance of who you really are. It starts to attach itself to this little thing called self-worth. And because when you're growing up, your self-worth, like it or not, is determined based off of your intellect, your ability to be right over being wrong. Now, if you don't agree with that, I'm gonna fact check you really quick. You get the child who is rewarded for good behavior. The reward is the physical manifestation of a job well done. And because that child got the reward for doing 
the good thing, the right thing, not the wrong thing. It then gives a positive reinforcement for that child to do that same exact behavior again. And eventually, it will get to that point to where the child will constantly and automatically seek situations and scenarios that are linked to the positive rewards that they are after. However, often in these children's lives, there isn't just one person who is providing that external love that they are seeking, that attention that they're seeking. And so you're getting mixed conflicts with mixed beliefs and mixed truths that are really falses. And this is the exact reason for as to why so many people don't chase their dreams. They don't chase their hopes. They don't chase their aspirations. They never go and lose the weight. They never go and have the money that they want. They get stuck in relationships with other people who went through the same exact stuff and then they have abuse that takes place. Mental abuse, physical abuse. I, I mean, you can just name it. And of course, that's gonna be different based off of environment, sex, upbringing, etc., etc., etc. So I don't want you to misinterpret what I'm saying here or take it in the wrong way or feel like I'm calling you out or calling me out or anyone. No, this is just the general layout of what happens and there are so many external factors that come into play that ultimately will lead right down the path of non-competency. Yes, the lack of common sense. Yes, and that's the problem is that when these factors all come into play, we then will look for other things to numb the pain. We will look for other sources of reward that give us this little thing called a dopamine release, AKA the body's reward system that won't talk back, that won't question us, that will never fight with us, it'll never do anything that will make us feel that feeling of confrontation, of misery, or feel the feeling of not having enough love. So do you know what most people end up turning to? Well, Coach Jay, I do have uh, something in mind. Is it people turn to food? Why, my friend, you are absolutely correct. In a day and age where food is so, so, so accessible, and it's so easy, and it is so dirt cheap, and so convenient, we go for the fastest available dopamine releases. And yes, drugs and alcohol do come into this uh, odd picture that I'm painting. However, food definitely takes the number one spot here. Now that's a problem. Because when we are little, we crave and we want love, 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 love. Attention, 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 attention. Look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. And because we don't necessarily get it, we then tend to overindulge in the next best thing in hopes that that will fill a void of dissatisfaction, discomfort, and ultimately, dislove. Now, what on earth does this have to do with the law of perpetual transmutation of energy? Well, going back to that definition, you must understand that higher vibrational frequencies will always transform and consume the lower ones to induce change. Now, everything has a vibrational frequency. 
this cup that I'm looking at right now, it is vibrating so uniquely that it is taking the form of a cup right in front of me. This vehicle that I'm sitting in because Lord knows I got me some three-year-old triplets and a seven-year-old, my inside is no way, shape, or form suitable to go and shoot an episode, right? It is vibrating at a frequency in which that is in perfect alignment with who I am as a person, but what it is as an object. Now remember the law of vibration, right? Everything vibrates and has a vibrational frequency, yet it vibrates in a circular motion, vibrating in a state that is unique unto itself, aka taking form or assuming shape of whatever it is that is manifested right in front of you. So now what would happen if you had an extremely high vibrational frequency back when you were very little, right? You're vibrating really high, you're full of life, you're full of yes, you're full of possibility. Don't tell me you weren't. Every single kid I've ever seen is vibrating at levels that are freaking just unreal. And that is why whenever they go and they want a dang popsicle, they will go and they will vibrate so high, so frequent, and yet so unique that they will stand in front of a dang refrigerator and you done told them no 17,842 times, but they keep saying popsicle, 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 until the point that the vibrational frequency gets so high that they're either yelling, screaming, or crying, and you and I both don't want to deal with that crap. So we're like, all right then. All right then. Okay, yep, that is a definite Big Daddy reference. Okay, yep. Way to go, Coach Sandler. But them dang kids, they vibrate so dang high that it transforms and consumes the lower frequency, inducing change. And in this example, that kid kept saying popsicle, 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 popsicle! And one of the laws we have not gone over yet does state that everything and anything in the universe has to get out of the way for a will that will set its mere existence on the line for the fulfillment of whatever it is that it, he or she, wants to achieve. Now them kids are freaking feisty. Oh my gosh, they will sit there all day, every day until you give them that dang popsicle. And then what happens, you end up caving in and you'll give them that popsicle. In the same way that the child asks for the popsicle, you must understand that the child had a frequency, you had a frequency, and the popsicle itself had a vibrational frequency. And that child ascended to a level that was higher than both the popsicle and you or myself. And from that point, it induced change. You, me, gave in to the child for the popsicle, right? But then, in order for this law to be fully effective and it has to be irrefutable, that would mean that the other object in this example would have to be changed in which you better believe it did because you got them dang scissors you cut that thing open and you watch that popsicle change from a full container of popsicle changing right to an empty freaking popsicle wrapper now guess what a majority of the time that child ain't throwing away that dang popsicle why 
because it's no longer a popsicle. It's no longer vibrating at the frequency in which the popsicle did. No, it's now vibrating at a frequency of an empty wrapper. Now, the child being on cloud 49,812, they got the popsicle. They're vibrating at a super high level. They're super high, and they throw that dang thing on the floor. Have you ever wondered why you tell a three-year-old, hey, pick up that popsicle wrapper, and they just completely ignore you and go off and do whatever it is that they're doing? Then you try and try and try again, and maybe some anger arises. Maybe a voice gets raised or two or 20,000. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Jay. Oh, 20,000 raised voice. <laughs> but guess who has the vibrational frequency that is closest to the empty popsicle wrapper that is now on the floor? It ain't that child. I'll tell you that much right now. It's you. It's me. We are in a higher vibrational frequency than that rapper. Why? Because we are more. We are living, breathing beings, and that by default is gonna give us a higher vibrational frequency than a empty popsicle wrapper, right? Right, right, right. And because this law of perpetual transmutation of energy is always working in everything, everywhere that we go, higher vibrations must transform and consume the lower vibrations and induce change. So what does the higher vibration do? You, me, we bend over, we reduce our vibrational frequencies just enough to muster up the willpower to grab that wrapper and bring it right on in to that garbage. Meanwhile, that dang kid is jumping on the couch, they're jumping on the TV, they're bouncing off the wall. Somehow they just did a quadruple somersault, backflip, handspring, whatever the heck that means. And then you come in, because there's so much noise, and you say, stop it! Thinking that raising the voice is gonna go and make that child go and listen, man. No way! You know when they say that when you talk to a kid to get down to their level and just speak with them? No, 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 whoever the heck said that just needs to go back to school, seriously. And the reason is, is that you can't go down to their level and communicate with them. They don't give a damn about that. They only give a damn about what is on their frequency. So if that kid is bouncing off the walls and you want that kid to listen and stop, you better get off of your ass. I better get off of my ass and I better join that kid. I better become a partner with that kid. I better get on that same frequency as that dang child because then that is going to invoke this little thing called influence. Yes. And at that point, because you've interacted in that activity with them, you're on the same frequency, yet you're probably a little higher. I strongly suggest that you bring more energy than they do, okay? Like, I gotta do this all day, every day. All right, I'm freaking used to it. But you must understand that higher vibrational frequencies do not respect nor tolerate lower frequencies. Uh-uh-uh, it will never happen. And I tell you, the moment that you start jumping off the walls, doing a triple quadruple somersault backflip handspring whatever the heck that is and you start getting on that same frequency as that child watch how your higher vibrational frequency must transform and consume the lower one inducing change that's when the children listen that's when they're influenced to proper action to proper behavior patterns that are going to influence them and affect them for the rest of their life at that point, you control the tempo. If you go crazy, bat shit off the wall. 
get on the same frequency as them and then using your higher frequency bring theirs down and then have that solid eye to eye gentle slow to speak slow to anger type parenting style type mentality I, I, I don't know, you know it might say that in the bible uh jane yeah 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 he's yeah slow to anger yep 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 but us as parents if we were raised how we were raised before in this stature of beliefs that were accepted as truth but never got investigated fully to then replace it with the truth us as the parent we're, we're never going to be free thus creating the generational curse rich get richer poor get poorer those who have weight on them gain more weight. Those who are fit stay fit. Right? You see it everywhere. All the time. Now, what did this example have to do with you wanting to go and lose the weight? It had everything to do with it. Why? Because if you have been at a standstill or if you go and get on the wagon just to fall right back off or you do fine for a day or two and then hello uh jay maybe the listeners i'm just gonna say something uh maybe they thought that you just went uh, that was me (laughs) just to have that cycle repeat 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 that is your indicator that somewhere along the lines Someone that you loved, cared about, cherished, respect. I mean, you could put in whatever uh, feeling makes you feel whole. They had a belief. And the belief was passed down to you, then internalized and accepted as truth. See, that's the thing about the subconscious part of your mind. It cannot differentiate between what is true and what is false. It only ever takes whatever idea or belief or truth or false truths and it plants them in the seed of your mind waiting to grow, 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 grow until one day, boom, you got a harvest because you're going to get one. Every single person gets a harvest. You just better hope to God that that harvest is one that bears fruit and not one that bears weeds. So here's my challenge to you today and shoot for the rest of your life. Go back into that past of yours. Yeah, that's a good word. Go back into your past. And I want you to take out a pen and paper and I want you to write down who did you seek acceptance. Acceptance could come in many, many, many different forms. The most popular and common one is love, okay? Who did you seek love from the most as a child? Many women will say dad. Many boys will also say dad. Well, why? Well, it's because mom's always there. Mom's always going to be there. Now, in some rare instances, mom is not there. I don't know the situation or circumstances. This is, once again, just a general guideline. But we often crave it from dad. I don't know about you, my dad wasn't there. Mm -mm. No way. 
who the heck was to show me what the emblem of truth is supposed to be? What the emblem of strength is supposed to be? What the emblem of manhood is supposed to be? Wasn't there. And for girls, where is the emblem of truth? Well, the emblem of nourishment, the emblem of love, always radiated out of mom, but there's something about the woman that needs the man. I mean, for crying out loud, woman came from the rib of man. But Jay, you don't know that. Oh boy, I'm glad you said that, but that's gonna be another talk for another day, and indeed I do, and I'm going to say it with absolute confidence and absolute conviction because when you know the truth, the truth will set you free, man. But aside that point, the little girls crave dad. That's why they call it daddy's little girl, right? Because just as much as the woman or the female needs mom to show and demonstrate nourishment and or nurture, they need dad on the flip side for strength, for protection, for firmness, for boldness, to be the decisive point that they can always look to, that they can always turn to, and always have that safe haven that is a natural defense. Both men and women need both factors from mom and dad. They need it. It is an absolute must. Now for me, my dad, like I said, was not around. My mom was. So growing up, I had more feminine traits. I had more nurturing traits. And for crying out loud, that's why my wife, and I've said this in previous episodes, that's, this is why she thought that I was gay right when we had first met. Why? Because I had displayed feminine traits and characteristics. But the flip side was also true. Because my wife, she did not have her mom around. And it was always her dad and then her older brothers. So she had more masculine traits. And I thought that my wife was masculine as heck. She don't know that. So, I mean, baby, if you're listening to this, I love you. But you know the truth. And that truth will say you free. Hey, come on. You tell him, Coach Jay. So back to the homework assignment. I'm going to challenge you to go into your past. Write down on paper, who did you seek acceptance from the most? Most popularly, in the form of love. And then I want you to write down your earliest memory for as to where you had a rejection of that love. Now, rejection of the love does not mean, hey, I don't love you. Hey, I disown you. No, it has nothing to do with that. It could be something so simple as you wanting to go get a popsicle, And dad says, no, do not ask me again. Because that right there, that's a little seed that is planted inside of the head that says, hey, if I ask again, I'm going to lose the acceptance. I'm going to lose the love of dad. I cannot have that. Therefore, I am not going to have any of these popsicles. And then shoot, (laughs) you end up growing up, right? Check this out. And we're almost done with this episode. (laughs) You end up growing up. Dad's no longer around to yell at you or tell you that you can't have the popsicle, you can't have the donut, you can't have this, you can't have that, you can't do this. And you don't have any fear of losing that of which you wanted love from the most. And so what do you do behind closed doors? No one's around. Ooh, boom, I'm going to eat that donut. Why? Because I got told no so much before and I have nothing to worry about anymore. I'm going to 
overindulge in that pizza. I'm going to overindulge in all this. Oh my gosh, they had me eat all this shit. Oh my gosh, I am going in. And now, because the food will give you that dopamine release, you then get addicted to the food. But then, because higher vibrational frequencies transform and consume lower ones, you stoop to a level that is lower than the frequency in which pizza vibrates at. Do not fall to the level of vibrating lower than a slice of freaking pizza. You'll fall into the temptation every time. If that's you, you need, you like, this is a need. I'm never the one to tell anyone they need to do anything. But once again, this is a general guideline and shoot. I don't know if you even battle with anything like that, okay? But you wouldn't have made it this far if there wasn't something going on to which that was holding you back from seeing your fitness transformation. So what you must do, if you wanna have a chance at beating this damn weight, is write down whose love did you crave the most that you did not get, or at least get to the extent that you wanted to at that time. And then go back, and with you being a competent adult, well, hopefully, why, yes, Jay, I'd like to consider myself uh, relatively competent. Okay, great. Awesome. Go back into those moments. Visualize it. Picture it. Yeah, I know it may suck. It may bring up some emotion. It may hurt just a wee little bit. But there is this gigantic, incredible, powerful statement. And it says you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. You must take the truth and the competency that you have gained over the years. And you need to go back and apply that to those situations. Typically, it's only like one or two of them that just caused a massive downward spiral for everything else. And if you can go back and insert the truth into that situation, you will be free. It will be as if those instances of where kids would make fun of you at school. You didn't get picked first to go and play soccer, right? You didn't get the job over someone else because someone was quote-unquote more qualified. Dang, dude, how you finish my sentence? Come on, man, you finish my sentence like this. Or maybe the business that you have right now isn't the business that I, where it should be. Whatever it may be. You can go back to those moments, insert the truth of which you know is 100% true because you took the time after this episode and you went and found the truth. You found the mathematical truth, the 100% truth, not the 99.9, ah, this could be fully, no, it is the full truth. And when you have that 100% truth, as Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. But then what's kind of crazy is that he put an extra puzzle piece to this and most people don't get this nor understand this. And when they do, they will find that narrow path that leads to life, that leads to prosperity that only few people find. And he threw the second part to that. He said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. For whom the sun sets free. Come on, baby. Come on, man. Come on, man. Let's go. It's free indeed. Hoo-wee. Hoo-wee. Man, I got, I'm on like some cloud 59,000 stuff right now. And at that point, and we're not even there in the series yet, and I don't even know why it came out. Maybe uh, you needed to hear that at this exact point in time in your life. Why? Because the vibrational frequencies that you're at are being transformed and consumed, man, because I'm bringing this stuff to the next level. 
This ain't just me here. No, 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 no. The J-Man is right by my side. Everywhere I go, never leaving nor forsaking. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go here. Come on now. I'm gonna start to go like way off. I know we're like 30 yeah, some odd minutes. Hey, this might be the first Empower Hour that actually goes an hour. And the missing piece that so many people, and they have no idea of this. You do now, because you're gonna obviously hear it right now. But once they go and lose the weight and then decide to keep it off, they can feel fit, they can feel healthy, but there's still gonna be that missing piece of fulfillment. Well, he done already answered what must happen once you know the truth. At this point, he or she who is bold enough and brave enough and who has that faith the size of a mustard seed and can tell that mouth, move! That is the point, and it's then and only then can a person become the type of person that is capable of receiving all of the blessings that has been entrusted unto them since the dawn of creation in regard to that category. You can receive the blessing of your fitness transformation and keep your transformation. You can keep your health. Because sickness no longer exists in a body that knows the truth, that is exercising the truth, and is molded with the truth by the one who set us free. Holy crap, this is so great, man. I'm going to cry right now. Ooh. Once you do this with your weight, you can do it in your finances. You can do it in your marriage. You can do it in your business or your line of work or whatever it is. And when you do that and you have all the components of each and every area of your life and you went in and you did the truth, you admitted the truth, you're set free, you start the spiritual journey in that specific category and then you finally become the person capable of receiving the finances. No self-deprivation anymore. No limited self-worth anymore because you know the truth and you know what you're worth. And you walk with your head up, chest out, back straight, confident, radiant, and vibrating at such a high frequency. Your entire life changes, your house changes, your kids change, your marriage changes, your money changes, everything changes. And it's all because you applied <laughs> the little bit of homework that I just shared with you a few moments ago. That being said, it's going to wrap up today's episode. Boy, do I got some more juice for use. And it's coming right on up on the next episode of Empower Hour. Do me a favor, if you would. Take this episode, share it with a family member. Share it with a friend, share it with a coworker, share it on your social media. Tag me in that post. Let me know how today was. This one is a deep one. This one has so many nuggets in here that are worth more than your time and efforts and contemplation to fully discover who you are. God bless you, my friend. God keep you. We we'll look forward to seeing you on the very next episode of... Coach Jay, can I do it? Sure, buddy. Empower Hour.